Welcome to Outspoken Voices, a podcast by and for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer parents, people with LGBTQ parents, and everyone else who is part of our family journey. I'm your host, Tatiana Quiroga, and I'm the Southern Regional Manager for Family Quality Council. Today, we'll be talking about planning for college, a conversation with financial professionals discussing the importance of being ready for your child's college experience. We'll be covering the difference a college education can make in your child's future, how much a college degree costs today, and what it may cost tomorrow, things that you can do now to make sure you're ready, and places that you can turn for help. We will have three guests with us today. Amy Ford, who is on Family Equality Council Southern Advisory Council. Renee Tabellius, who is also on the Southern Advisory Council, and her wife, Lauren. All three of our guests are with New York Life. Thank you guys so much for being here. So, Amy, can you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Of course, and thank you for having me. Um, I am. I live in Austin, Texas, with my wife Kim. We've been together. Uh, it'll be 18 years in November, and uh, we were foster parents for eight years and have adopted three times. And our daughters are almost 15, 12, and nine. Um, we live in a suburb of Austin, which is sort of a blue bubble in a very red state. And um, I have been involved with um, the foster system and adoption advocacy for many, many years. Um, most recently, I've been with New York Life for the last five years. And um, my, my passion is helping other families like my own um, to make plans for the future. And, and definitely that includes college planning. So I'm really excited to be part of this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. Renee and Lauren, would you like to share a little bit about you guys? Sure. This is Renee. Um, so, and Lauren's on the line as well. Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> Lauren and I uh, live outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we've been together for 15 years. Um, and we have two kids, uh, almost seven and almost three. So they keep us pretty busy. Um, collectively, we've been in the finance industry for about 10 years. Um, and in our practice, Lauren is our technical numbers guru, uh, who is fantastic. Uh, and then I handle most of the marketing and client relations for our practice. Um, we are really passionate about making sure that all families, um, are able to access financial planning help and advice, um, and we're really excited and honored to be on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you awesome. so much for having us. Well, thank you, guys. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, I'm sure most of our parents are ready This would really make a difference. Absolutely. Yes, it does. According to a 2015 study by the Center on Education and the Workforce at Georgetown University, over their earning lifetime, a college graduate will earn nearly $1 million more than a non-college graduate peer. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, that is a really big difference. So, but college is so expensive. So for parents that are trying to deal with the cost of college, how can we help them break down the cost and the estimate, you know, um, that they or their children might face? 
college certainly is expensive. And depending on what type of college your child picked, public or private, in-state or out-of-state, the cost can soon, soon prove to be astronomical. And there are so many pieces to the cost of college. You know, it isn't just the tuition, it's room and board, dining fees, living expenses. Um, and we can't even forget about just getting to college. Even in high school, getting ready for college can be costly when you factor in school visits, application fees, deposits, and testing. It can be overwhelming and it can be costly, but there are ways to plan and ways to seek help for college. Yes, yeah, we totally need help. So that is super important. Can you guys tell us what kind of help is actually out there? Absolutely. Let's start with the easiest. Um, free money. I love free money. I am an advocate of free money. I say grab all the free money you can get. So with college planning, um, if free money is available to your child or to your family through grants or scholarships, take it first and take all that you can get. Awards such as the federal Pell Grants and federal supplemental education opportunity grants are wonderful ways for your kiddo to receive monetary support and help in college. They both have very specific criteria, so it's important to research these and, and any other opportunities fully before applying. Um, more specifically, more information can be found um, on a website, and that is studentaid.ed.gov. And honestly, I recommend taking a look at this website in the first couple of years of high school um, to start planning for the applications. My kiddo, my oldest daughter, has just started high school, and so um, while we've been planning for her education for most of her life, uh, now is when we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and really look at um, what things could we possibly qualify for. Um, after after grants and um, um, scholarships, um, talk about let's talk about scholarships for a minute. Scholarships are fantastic ways to supplement the cost of college, and there's quite a number of scholarships. I don't think anybody really understands how many there are out there. There are a ton of scholarships. Obviously, academic scholarships are common, and most um, colleges have their own criteria, but look into other ones as well. Many communities have scholarships. Ethnic and minority groups often offer scholarships. Even local officials, elected officials, have small amounts of money allocated to helping college students offset the cost of their education. Um, the website scholarships.com and also fastweb.com are good resources for finding these pots of gold. So um, again, all the free money you can find through grants and scholarships, take that first. Right, which totally makes sense. Um, but then there's, um, there's always paying for college. So from a parent's point of view, um, can you help our parents understand a bit more about the difference between the different kinds of loans? Sure. So let's say we've tackled a good chunk of the college expenses through the various scholarships and grant opportunities that Amy just talked about. But you still need more money. Um, outside of finding a secret money tree outside, uh, there's, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to make that money appear. Um, to help fill these gaps, many families are choosing federal loan programs for their children. The federal Perkins loans, PLUS loans, and Stafford loans 
have been around for a long time and were designed to help families finance college. The specific information about all of these different kinds of loans can be found on that really handy studentaid.ed.gov website. Um, but the quick overview is that they're loans. Um, so unlike the scholarships and grants that Amy talked about, this money has to be paid back. Luckily, most of the interest rates are really low uh, right now, but often children and families are finding themselves paying these student loans off for years and decades. Um, I know there's probably quite a few parents out there nodding their heads right now. Um, you know, for a lot of parents, they finish off paying their student loans when their kids are about to go to college. So it can take a long time. Um, you know, and unlike a lot of other debt, student loan debt is really difficult to get discharged. And it almost always stays with you, even through financial hardships such as bankruptcy. So if you're going to sign off on a student loan or have your child sign up for a student loan, please make sure you read all of the information, details, and the disclosures. The decision to sign on that dotted line is the decision to start a very long relationship. Right. Okay. So we've talked about the free money, the loan, and preparing for college. What about saving for college? I've often heard of 529, that term being tossed around. Um, can you guys tell me more about that and other ways to save? Yes. 529 is a great option. Uh, 529 plans um, are a common college savings term um, that is very widely recognized. They are uh, tax-advantaged saving plans designed to encourage families to save for future college costs. They're sponsored by states, um, state agencies, or education uh, institutions. And while they are great because they get you in the savings mode, there are a lot of restrictions and sometimes tricky stipulations that can actually be a disadvantage when it comes time to uh, pull money out. So carefully consider your in-state 529 plan, which may offer special tax benefits for in-state residents. But read all of the fine print to make sure that um, the 529 plan you choose meets the needs of your family in under the best possible terms. Okay. And I never thought about disadvantages. So are there anything, other things that we should consider about them? Sure. So 529 plans are considered an asset. So when your student goes to apply for college, it counts on the financial aid forms they fill out. Not a big deal, right? Well, it could be. Say you're super successful in saving or getting some of the free money that we talked about before, but you still have a gap. Your 529 plan can actually be seen as an asset and exclude your child from getting additional need-based scholarships or grants. Oh, wow. What that means is that your parents' savings can actually make it tougher to get the help that you need. Another disadvantage is that your child gets, you know, if your child gets everything covered in free money or scholarships and grants, full-ride scholarships still are out there, you've saved all this money for your child to go to college, she gets it all covered for free, the money is stuck in there. You're going to pay penalties and taxes to take the money out for any other reason other than education. And, you know, still possible, your child may not go to college. You know, I know 
in our house, we spend a lot of time talking to our daughters about the importance of college. Um, but, you know, your kid may be some kind of amazing tech genius or they start a business or they want to travel. Um, you know, your money, again, is stuck in the 529 plan and taking it out for anything that they need other than college can face a tax can face a penalty or a tax. And I had absolutely no idea about those restrictions. So what other kind of options are there out there? An option that is often overlooked but should be strongly considered when saving for college is using life insurance. I know it sounds really, really weird, so hear us out for a minute. Life insurance, specifically whole life insurance as a savings vehicle, is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Provided that you make the premiums for the policy, if you pass away, there's money for college. If you live and you need the life insurance death benefit, you have money for college. Or if you're disabled and you can't work, then there are optional riders at additional charges that can make money available for college. Please keep in mind that if you access the cash value of your policy ahead of time, you'll reduce the death benefit, but you have the money there that you can use with less restrictions. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let Lauren explain a little bit more about how you can use life insurance for college funding. Lauren? Sure. So as Renee said, life insurance is a versatile tool that you can use to save for college. If you die, sure, it's not pleasant, but it happens. We all hope we're, we are around to watch our kids grow up. I sure hope I'm here to watch my girls grow up. But sometimes life happens. What better way to pass down a legacy and love for your children than providing money in the form of life insurance for them to pursue their dreams? And the death benefit from a whole life passes along free from federal income taxes. So that means the money set aside can go directly to help your loved ones reach their goals, even if you're not around. So similarly, you can put provisions in place with the life insurance to keep the policy up and running in the event that you're disabled. You know, for more people of childbearing ages, the likelihood of a disability is actually higher than a premature death. But with savings vehicles like the 529 plan, you can't if you can't contribute the money, it becomes stagnant and it doesn't grow. With life insurance and the disability waiver of premium rider, your policies can stay in force even if you can't pay. The benefit of the rider depends on when the disability occurs in relation to your age 60. And there is an extra charge for the rider, but with New York Life, because we're a mutual company, the cash value of the life insurance will continue to grow when dividends are paid, though dividends are not always guaranteed. But the best case scenario, you live, you're not disabled, the cash value has built up in the whole life insurance policy and your need for the death benefit, and if your need for the death benefit changes, and if your need for the death benefit changes, you can withdraw some of the cash value for whatever your needs you are faced with in college. The cool thing about it, it's not restrictive. It can pay for the obvious things, like we've been talking about, tuition, room and board, but it can also pay the things down to the smaller items, like the testing fees, the college visits, uh, comfy dorm room sheets and decor. Or you can use it to help fund your child's startup costs at their, at their company buy supplies and tickets for a gap year travel session, 
or even save it longer and pay for a down payment on a house or a big fancy wedding. The choice is yours. You and your family can choose to use it as you please. Oh, and did I mention there's still life insurance attached to it? So even after you spend the cash, there are still financial protections in place for your loved ones. We're using a whole life policy to help you plan for your children's futures, as many of our clients have already done. Wow. Well, thank you guys. This was so informative. Um, and thank you, Renee, Amy, and Lauren for taking the time. And it was a pleasure to to really spend this time with you guys and for you guys to educate our families. Um, this really was uh, so much wonderful information. Um, and with that being said, again, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, please remember that love, justice, family, and equality is what brings families together.